Hi, I'm Alyssa. And I'm Brittany. And you're listening to the Employed Entrepreneur Her podcast. A podcast designed for the employed entrepreneur her looking for community, insight, and inspiration, and strategies for navigating a nine-to-five and full-time business both successfully and profitably. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get into this week's episode. Welcome back to the Employee Entrepreneur Her Podcast. I'm Brittany. And I'm Alyssa. And today we're discussing the pros and cons of having a job and having your own business, as well as the benefits of staying at your job just a little bit longer before becoming a full-time entrepreneur. The main goal of most employed entrepreneurs is to leave their job. Many professionals dream about becoming their own boss. A full 62% of Americans, according to the Harvard Business Review. Mm. Brittany, what do you think about that? Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) I think that some people really desire um, full-time entrepreneurship for freedom. But then I think that there's probably more people who simply want the image that comes along with it. And I think that's where people really mess up. So a lot of entrepreneurs, they adopt the the all or nothing strategy. And I think Alyssa and I are not here to discourage you from full-time entrepreneurship. I want to be clear, that is not our goal. Um, But we do want to be responsible instead of irresponsible and leave out some of the high risk that are associated when it happens too prematurely. Absolutely. I also want to jump in and say that the idea that employment, it's a curse. It's Mm -hmm. taboo or in some way or shape or form, it's less than. Mm -hmm. And I see working a job as a blessing. And if nothing else has been taught to us in the midst of a pandemic, when Unemployment rate is at an extreme high where folk are disenfranchised, both spatially, financially. There's a lot of uncertainty in terms of stability. I count it a true blessing to still have an opportunity to be employed. Absolutely. It's all about how you want to view it Mm -hmm. and what is the gain that comes with the employment um, as opposed to what are some of the drawbacks. And when people seek to jump into full-blown entrepreneurship without mastering certain skills that you can strengthen on your job, that's that's where we seem to uh, have some falling short. And one of the things for me, I'll kind of share a little bit about how my job is a blessing as opposed to a curse, is that opportunity of support. The opportunity of I can engage in the work by day, not have to do it all day. When you're in entrepreneurship, it is all the time what you have to do. It's your full-time commitment. And if duty calls for you at five in the morning or 5 p.m., you're not set to any schedule because your livelihood is often connected to the grind. Whereas with my job, it is my by day opportunity. I work in the morning uh, into the early evening, but there's a time where they're expecting to have me and then also times where they're expecting not to. I've also been able to sharpen a lot of my own personal skills on my job. There's opportunities at my job where I manage budget that directly reflects how I manage budget for my business. I engage in supervision on my job. 
that allows for me to engage with my clients in a way that allows for them to understand that I'm in a seat of servitude. I think something that I said in episode one that I feel is one of the, the, the larger benefits of, for me, having a full-time job is the practice that I get. I feel that specifically for myself, I work in advertising and that's not too far off from what I do entrepreneurially as a brand strategist and marketer. But what it has given me the opportunity to do is really show up every day for practice. And, you know, I get to make mistakes. I get to learn new things, as you just mentioned, Alyssa. And I'm able to carry those things over into my business so that one day, if I choose to go into full-time entrepreneurship, I will feel overprepared. Um, I'm, I'm all for taking the risk because I think it is very important sometimes when you just push the little birdie off the ledge and they learn how to fly like that, the fight or flight, that is very real. But for me, it is also very important that working full-time has afforded me some opportunities to cross some things off my to-do list that may have been more challenging if I was a full-time entrepreneur. And what I specifically mean by that is um, in December of 2020, I just closed on a home. And that entire process would have been way more challenging if I did not have you know, a job and was able to show consistent income over the past couple years. If I did not make a certain amount, I would not have been able to be approved for a loan of a certain amount. Um, it just may have been a bit more of a challenge getting to that finish line than it was just having a full-time job that kind of made it a lot more breezy for me, though not easy, but a lot better. I would also share that, you know, my jobs have been a blessing in terms of the network that I've been able to create. My coworkers right now, I currently work with some amazing people. Like I absolutely love my coworkers and I see myself remaining close to them beyond the work that we do together on a day-to-day, but also the individuals that I'm connected to within this industry that I've been able to network with have been very valuable. And I can only imagine, you know, some of the things that will come from the relationships and the seeds that I've been planting now. And so it's one thing to be at home, right? Full-time entrepreneur, you at home and, you know, the reach of some of the relationships that you're making are just online. You're connecting with other entrepreneurs because it's like we follow the same type of content. We kind of do some of the same type of things and it can put you in a bubble. But when you are able to network and rub elbows with different clients, different industries, the workforce and what comes from that, you're able to diversify your network and not just be boxed into, you know, your group or your tribe that you have on the Internet. And you can really see some different results by um, diversifying what that network looks like. If I think about how having a full time job is a curse though the curse comes from just the limited amount of time that we have that you know you and i were just talking before we started recording we literally had to sit down and decompress because we had just got off back to back to back calls all day in our full-time roles and though we don't have any clients that we need to tend to later 
it has been a nonstop week for us with a limited amount of time. And technically, this is work, recording this podcast. So you just think about, okay, if I didn't have this job, how much time would I get back during the week? But who's to say that, that we'd actually get more time back because things may probably turn up a bit more because we got to go a lot harder in order to sustain what we have and in order to sustain the life that we have. So those are a couple of ways that having a full-time job has been a blessing for me. But then also the only curse that comes with it is that my time, I don't even know what time is, to be honest. It's limited. <laughs> Real. I, I appreciate you sharing so much of where you found your blessings. And one I know I didn't share is that my employment and my entrepreneurship are in different fields. And I went to school for and received, no, rather, I earned my master's in higher education and right? Thank you. I have to be honest, you know, I love what I do. I love being in that space and having my job working as uh, an administrative professional allows for me to exercise what I'm passionate about in one space. However, I'm multifaceted as many of us are. And my business allows for me to exercise my gifts and my talents in a different space. So what I'm very grateful for is that I don't have to have a business model or even multiple businesses in order to walk in ways in which I find fulfillment. Yeah. I'm able to do it and compartmentalize them. And it really allows for me to have uh, more of a break. It also allows for me to not feel as depleted as if I'm going around the clock, always in the same uh, skill set and talent. And I'm feeling like I give of this same aspect of who I am, or I'm always using left brain all day. And that to me is a blessing being able to engage in an area that I love while also having other opportunities to engage in other areas that I love. Some of the challenge for me in doing that is there are moments where I prioritize my job over my employment or my entrepreneurship rather. Mm -hmm. I have to say that because there are particular seasons working in higher ed, this is more of a peak period for me. And I, I notice because I slow down and what does it mean to really drive and push my own business? Because what I'm trying to do is maintain my employment. It's, it's those moments of a balancing act where I'm negotiating and prioritizing and I'm okay for the short-term loss that comes with it. I'm okay. Um, the Bible says who first goes up to war without counting up the cost, right? I'm okay with saying that I recognize consistent presence impacts my business and drives leads and things like that. However, Truthfully, I couldn't handle consistent influx of inquiries simultaneous to the peak of my bit of my job. And so I'm making those negotiations as it's suitable for me. And so I, I wanted to make sure that I also provided some additional thoughts that I had around that. But I know that both of us have very unique experiences, very unique stories of what it means uh, to balance employment and entrepreneurship. And sitting through this and talking through where are we finding more of some universal benefits that people can walk away with and say, my employment is not a curse. There are some benefits in this, but how do I work that thing for me as opposed to going to work for them? Yeah. 
I would love to go through about five or six of those. The first being security. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. You provided a great um, tidbit about how you've been able to obtain financial security by balancing uh, employment simultaneous to doing entrepreneurship and how that sets you up. And I know next time we talk, you're actually going to give us a lot more about that. But also security comes in a lot more than just financial. Security comes by way of fulfillment, by way of exposure having um, guaranteed spaces that you know that you'll be able to commune, having that understanding that some now nothing is guaranteed, right? Anything can happen in the blink of an eye, but there's so much more that comes with it, um, building up of that confidence because you have a space that you are in. There's, again, security comes in so many forms, not only financial, but that is such a large piece. And I'm very glad that you have a tangible example of having that. Also, the long-term security benefits, depending on how long you ride that thing out, if you're establishing a 401k, if your employment opportunity allows for you to have um, investment stocks, um, so on and so forth, what that's doing is while it's a short term, it's a in-time opportunity, if you allow for that to grow over time, that can help you long-term. It's a piece of security in terms of long-term stability. I was also going to say like security also in terms of mindset and having a little bit more peace because when we come out of a year like 2020 where COVID impacted so many people's jobs, where the justice uprisings, you know, also impacted um, people in different ways, you know, to be able to have um, security and peace of mind to, to be like, you know, should, should I work in a, in a, at a place like you and I have where both of us were able to keep our jobs, you know, thank God. But that was a, that was some peace of mind for us in a storm that we really needed because I can only imagine how afraid I would have been if the, you know, we're still in a pandemic, but at the top of that pandemic, if I was a solopreneur and I was a new solopreneur where I hadn't been in the game for years and I hadn't dealt with this before, I probably would have folded. I would have been like, oh, no, 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 no. Who's hiring? (laughs) Because it was a very scary time. So I just wanted to chime in and just say security in terms of um, the mindset that we're able to maintain and the peace of mind that we're able to have um, is something that was worth calling out as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. You mentioned something earlier about community. Mm hmm. What does that structure, what does that space do for us in terms of company resources? Yes. There's benefit, again, I think that you have a great insight about having a business that overlaps with the exposure that you get on your job, but engaging in these company resources. Now, there's tangible things like a stapler and some pens. Oh, I love these particular like gel pens. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad when I'm able to write with them. It's great, right? But what about these other resources, like being able to have conversations with upper leadership, folk that have different experiences and they have different networks and you begin to not only engage in critical conversation, but you also have the opportunity for people to observe you in a way that allows for you to have more credibility in your own walk. 
Yeah. And that's with colleagues, that's with leadership. Um, and that develops you in a way that directly aids your business. Absolutely. I would even just build on that. And an example that I have is like, because I work at a smaller ad agency, I have direct visibility and I am able to have a relationship with my CEO where I'm being pulled into certain meetings and certain conversations that I may not have exposure to without being at the place that I'm at. And I would say, if you position yourself to learn and to be open to what comes with new relationships and new networks and so forth, you know, within that, you have a front row seat to how businesses run. You have a front row seat to how to overcome different challenges. You know, I was able to, to have a front row seat when COVID came about working at a small agency where a lot of our clients were like, okay, well, we're cutting these marketing budgets because we're trying to keep our doors open too how we survived and rolled out the pandemic, you know? Um, and that to me is as valuable as going to get my master's degree. Uh, it's, it's, it's like a, 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 an internship for entrepreneurs. When you have that corporate job, when you have that full-time job, that to me is like the master internship for entrepreneurship. Absolutely. The other resources, I know I speak about it all the time, the value of having PTO. Yes. I have had opportunities come to me when the um, prior to the pandemic, I've had opportunities come to me that required me during the day and I can use my pay time off. So wouldn't lose anything out of my salary and go and gain some coin from walking in my business. Mm -hmm. And that's a absolute benefit. Also my healthcare. That is a big thing. And Cobra is expensive. It is. And, and we, healthcare and insurance, it's one of those things that's a safety net. The first thing that we neglect are the things that we don't have an immediate use or need for. Mm. So we try to postpone, oh, I need new tires, but I'll wait a little bit. But then the second that you end up getting a flat, I knew I should have get got new tires. <laughs> if we're not in an immediate state of need, we often defer. So, <laughs> and so the luxury that I have of having a job is that I don't have to negotiate my health care. Yeah. So I have a flex spending account that I use very well. Yes, you do. <laughs> so those are resources that come along with my job that also doesn't hit my bottom line for my business because I don't have to worry about uh, ensuring that I am uh, taking care of those things out of my earnings from my business as well. Absolutely. That's good. I'm going to go to another point of what is the benefit of still staying in your job? And this is for, I would say, what I've most closely resonated with in developing my business. I work with developing entrepreneurs, those that are emerging, those that say, I want to jump into this. And before I jump into this full time, I want to show proof of concept is when you have employment, you have more time to validate and test the success of your business model. You have opportunity to refine that while my salary's coming in. I'm able to also maneuver in ways that allow for me to see what is going to aid my business 
establishment operation up to scale. Yes. I would also add to that and say, you know, being able to validate and test the success of your business ideas while having full-time employment is so, so a plus is because for me and my personal experience, my target client has changed a couple times throughout the years. You know, once you spend some time working over here and then a different opportunity comes along that maybe was not your initial target, but you get it and it works and you like it. And also it's more lucrative. Maybe they pay a little bit more, you know, it starts making you think, well, maybe it's time for me to transition out of this target audience. And maybe I need to tap into this and being able to have that freedom to say, I can switch targets right now because if I don't get enough of these right now, I have the time to redevelop and reposition my business in a way that I can now put pieces in place to attract the target that I really want to go for. And I think if I was working full time for myself, I would be afraid to switch targets and I would probably be stifling the amount that I could make from an income perspective, from a revenue generating perspective, because I was afraid to leave those individuals alone because I don't got time to be having gaps in my cash flow every single month because I got bills to pay and I got expenses. But that cushion that my full time job offers is 100 percent a benefit when it comes to that. To add very briefly to that, the idea that I don't have to figure out what to do now to make money now because my bills are here now. You're able to say, what is it that I enjoy? What is my purpose? How do I edify that? How do I bring that to fruition? How do I refine it, sharpen it, and scale it? You're able to focus on what is truly of importance, not just survival. Yep. I'm going through our list wanting to be considerate But with that salary or with that constant steady income, there is potential for you to have more disposable income for you to invest in yourself without having to feel like you have to constantly barter. Bartering isn't bad, especially when you're emerging, but you're able to say, I really want to take advantage of X, Y, Z. I want quality mentorship. People want to receive some of the benefits off of merit alone. Yeah. Sometimes it requires a little money. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And so when you have potentially disposable income, you can invest into a solid foundation for whatever it is that you have going on, whether it's intrinsic reflection, support, refinement, having that financial kind of cushion aids you in that. Yeah. Another benefit, and I think this has been a running theme, is that aspect of people skills if on your job you have a very heavy client or customer uh, service facing role and your tolerance ain't the top notch you can't imagine being able to turn that on and off when it comes time to your clients being in and out your inbox yeah that you serve wanting and demanding of you and you can't escalate it to somebody else when i'm over it you are it Mm-hmm. And so sharpening whatever it is in terms of engagement with people. Customer service is really about understanding people. And I can go into a whole psychology of what that means, but understanding people's interests, 
understanding their needs, being empathetic, sitting in the seat of compassion, especially when you are a provider of something. Mm -hmm. An independent provider at that. I would also say oftentimes when people do go into full-time entrepreneurship, a phrase that they like to use is, I fired my boss. Well, honey, you just hired a lot more of them because now you are answering to other people. And I think that that's a flawed mindset to have because if you go into it and you feel that the customer or the client experience isn't serious enough and you're comfortable with compromising it because you don't feel like dealing with a client who could be a bit more demanding or a bit more challenging. That's just proof that you didn't get enough practice. Like if you could break, if you could fold as soon as a client applies a little pressure on you and and now you got an attitude, you may need to go back into the oil and cook a little bit more because you ain't ready. That's it. And I want to summarize a bit of this and bring in something that we talked about a little bit before was just about the transference of experiences. There is so much that we can gain on our jobs if our eyes are open to it. And if if you have an idea, there's opportunity, right? When you're using your business to your ed or your job for your advantage. If you know that you are finding it challenging to deal with conflict, engage in conversation about potential scenarios with someone who's really good at conflict resolution, like somebody in HR. That's that's opportunities to learn there. If you are looking to make more efficient your operations on your business, is there opportunity in your job to lead project management with supervision to get support? And how do you build up your skill set so you can then apply it on your job? As I mentioned, budget management for me is great. I manage large budgets. So being able to see that kind of money, seeing how there are um, lines that I can't touch, lines that I can touch, that allows for you to be a good steward of money. And then I can transfer that onto my own business. So what is it that you also need as a skill set? And does your job afford you the opportunity to gain that skill to then apply as well? And I think we did so much of going into what are some of the benefits and while we've seen some of the challenges, what are some of your thoughts about doing both more broadly? As I mentioned before, I think one of the challenges is definitely that extremely limited amount of time that you have and that time management becomes a skill that has to be mastered. That area is my weakness. That is where Alyssa is extremely strong. That time management piece, she don't play about being on time for stuff. She don't play about her calendar invites. You know, I too don't play about those things, but I do struggle in those areas. And and I would say that I can't even say that if I did work full time for myself, that time management still wouldn't be an issue. But Right now, I'm getting some really great practice with it. I think another challenge that comes with um, doing both 
working full-time and full-time entrepreneurship is that sometimes you have to sacrifice the kick it. There will be a lot of things that you will miss out on. There will be some TV shows that you just can't binge like everybody else is binging because you have to maximize your time in the evening when you get off work. There may be events sometimes that people are hosting or brunch on Saturday mornings when you know Saturday mornings is when I kind of catch up on my stuff and I don't want to let my clients down. So I'm going to have to skip this and I'm going to have to catch up with these people later. And sometimes your friends, your family, and even your significant others may not understand that because your time is limited, you have to prioritize where you're placing it. And that may not always look like being available when they need you to be available and to kick it. But that is the price that you are paying to earn the freedom that you are working towards. I would also say that, you know, the last challenge that I would bring up is your employer could very well view your business as a threat. Um, If your company where you work is, you know, perceiving what you do in your business as potential competition for them or if they notice that your performance is declining and they get a whiff of oh this person's an entrepreneur outside of this you know you now have an entire conversation that you may need to have that can or may not work in your favor but that is a, a challenge that you have to deal with is will they view your business as a threat to their business or is this something that they will embrace Um, So those are a couple of the challenges that that I face. But I think that, you know, there are ways and there are tips, Alyssa, that we can share to help people navigate both areas um, before we close and to do it successfully. So, you know, what do you think is something that has uh, worked for you or a tip that you can share? Absolutely. Having a very clear understanding of what is employment commitments and what are entrepreneurial commitments, meaning I'm not doing business stuff on work time. Now, I have set my business up to have automations in place that it runs while I'm on work time. Yeah. But I don't want to ever burn that bridge with my job, especially because I have front facing social media platforms. My website is accessible. If I have an event that I'm doing on behalf of my business that overlaps with work time, did I put in PTO? Or, or am I just not available? So it's me being very mindful and operating out of integrity when it comes to being in both spaces. What about you? I love that. I think kind of the point that I just shared in terms of how your employer can view your business as a threat, I think that a tip to work through that is that you have to be open about your intentions with your supervisors because the last thing that you want them to do is find out by happenstance. The last thing you want them to do is think y'all are buddy-buddy and they go search for you on social media and all of a sudden you don't even mention that you got a job. It's entrepreneur, I'm selling this, I'm doing this. And in their mind, it starts clicking. This is why this person ain't been sharp for these meetings and been tired all day and has been underperforming. And you don't want them to make any assumptions about why you act the way you act or do what you do. So I, you know, what I recommend, and Alyssa, I want you to build on this, is having an open conversation with your supervisor so that there is no conflict down the line based on what you do personally outside of work and how you show up professionally. Absolutely. So in my role at my job, I also sit in the seat of the interviewer. I sit on the search committees. I sit in the space of vetting uh, potential uh, staff that will be joining us. 
And I actually am mindful when I am in the seat of the interviewer, or excuse me, the interviewee, is it appropriate? And in what timing do I share that I have a business? Do I have commitment? Because I don't share it with everyone. Um, that's a personal choice. But what I would recommend is if you can look at the position description that you're applying for and see that there is overlap between what you offer, there's an opportunity to share and ask at the interview table if there's a no compete clause outside of uh, my interest in working for you. I also operate in my gifts that overlap. Now, while we don't serve the same population, uh, you work with this audience, I seek to support this audience. I wanna make it very clear that I'm not your competition. I just apply my skill set in different ways. Do you all have any concerns or questions about that? Also, do you have to bring it up or is it something that's listed on your resume already? Is it attached to your LinkedIn already to where when they are vetting you prior, to you coming into the interview room, do they have some familiarity? Now, again, that's a personal decision and, and when and how you deliver that has to be true for you. But definitely thinking about all of those um, potential avenues and exploring the one that suits you best. So again, it doesn't just pop up like, surprise. Yeah, and you don't wanna burn that bridge because I know a lot of people who have left their job, have went on to become full-time entrepreneurs, and now have, have been contracted by their previous job to do consulting work for them. Um, so it is important that you, know, you stay open so that you can remain available for new opportunities. With that, I would also say you know, another tip that can work, specifically when it comes to avoiding burnout, is if your business demands more work, then you need to find help. You need to open your mouth. Closed mouths do not get fed. I think that um, outsourcing certain tasks, especially if you have a little extra disposable income to do so, is an extremely smart decision to make. Um, for me, for example, when managing my resume writing company, the resume agency, writing resumes and the volume of resumes requests that I was receiving after work and I was writing all day anyway for work and presenting, it really set me up for burnout. But from working with Alyssa, when she's like, just train other people to write like you, outsource this work, you know, that was a game changer for me because that freed up my evening and I was able to work more on business operational things and figuring out how to scale the business than just having my head down in the work, burning myself out. So when you need help, raise your hand and go find what you need. Or you can quit your job and you can go full time if you need that. But again, you want to make sure that you are being intentional and that you are really thinking through that decision so that you don't do it prematurely. Absolutely. And I think that's a wonderful place for us to now close that some of the smartest professionals, we are seeing it emerge so much on social media, how people who took that leap, jumped off that ledge, are now saying that there's some hindsight 2020 perspective that you can and quite possibly should keep both employment and entrepreneurship because that combination, it teaches you more, it teaches you faster, and it also allows you the space and opportunity to really custom craft 
something unique and meaningful to you in so many different ways. Absolutely. Um, also, you know, as we kind of mentioned in the, the first episode that in this season of our podcast, we really plan to add a lot of value that's going to enrich you professionally and entrepreneurially. So what you can expect from us, what we commit to is just continuously sharing our wisdom and also practical advice to just navigate efficiently and effectively between both worlds. And most importantly, um, what we really want to help you do is to build a successful, a sustainable, and a profitable business without having to sacrifice or put your full-time employment at risk or your business on the back burner. And again, it is possible to do both. And to really transition into full-time entrepreneurship is if that's a goal in the future, we're not trying to rush you. We want to be able to support you in that and embrace every part that will make you successful in it, make it valuable for you, and then also that you gain fulfillment. Now, on our next episode, we're going to share moments that we decided to really work with each other in the capacities to which we offer services and when we knew it was time to begin outsourcing the work. Also, Brittany is going to give us more about how she bought a home and through being able to balance both employment and entrepreneurship. And so, again, we thank you so much for joining us on another episode of the Employed Entrepreneur Her podcast. We want you to connect with us on Instagram at Employed Entrepreneur Her. In the bio, you'll see how to connect with us individually. And we look forward to talking with you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.